0: Welcome to the Interviews
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome Interisti to episode 52 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for the post match reaction for Inter Frosinone at the Stadio Giuseppe Meazza, which finishes 2 0 to the hosts. A Di Marco wonder goal in the 43rd minute, right before halftime. And shortly after the break, Hakan Chalonoglu, Idolonero Blue puts away a penalty in the 48th. Inter takes home uh, the victory, another three points, a perfect six for six. Uh, after the last international break, to head into this upcoming international break, to take uh, once again the top spot in Serie A on 31 points after 12 rounds, two points ahead of Juventus, um, and really separating themselves from from the pack, including Milan and Napoli, who both had uh, difficult weekends. As always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. Johnny, um, given, you know, we have the international break a couple weeks off, and of course, uh, the matches that are immediately after the break, Juventus and Napoli are obviously big. Just how important was picking up the three points for you coming into the game today, and um, how do you think the boys, uh, the boys played?
1: Obviously, you want to have whatever whatever lead you could possibly have going into into the UVA matchup. You know, um, they've kind of <laughs> been able to shit house their way, really, to victories. I was trying to think of a better way to put it, you know, a little more a little more eloquently, but I have not been impressed by a single team thing that team has done. Uh, so for us to be able to get these three points today, to then go in with a two point lead into our, our matchup with them at the end of the month, that's huge, man. It really is. Um, I was very impressed with the way they performed. You know, I thought maybe the first 25 minutes it was a little sloppy on our end. Um, and not, maybe not sloppy is the word. I, I just think a little um, – I don't, I don't even know how I want to say it. it less, just, intense, oh. less
0: intense. Less intense.
1: Sure, yeah, less intense. Like we just we didn't we weren't taking Frosinone seriously. It's definitely what it felt like the first 25 minutes. Uh then we kind of grew into the game, which I, I really wish we would stop doing that against teams that are you know not not traditionally top half teams and or even teams that uh wouldn't finish, you know, in the t- in the European spots. I want us to come out with the same intensity and passion week in and week out as if we were playing, you know, with our lives on the line, but you know what? I guess over the course of a long season, it gets a little bit harder to do that. But we, uh, we picked it up after that. I think that there was really no threatening instances. Maybe one shot in the second half that was really a scare um, on uh, on on summer. But yeah, no. I, for the overall, I would I, I'd give the performance really like a, a seven and a half out of ten. I was I was very pleased with it.
0: Yeah, and then you know, obviously. Um the situation that this puts us in picking up the three points today is that in order for Juventus to be in first after the, the Derby d'Italia, they need to beat us, right? Anything else. And we still have an advantage, which is a good position for Inter to be in knowing that, you know, at the very least, the point keeps us on top of, uh, of Juve. But of course, given uh, a chance to really create separation here Um, it's a big match and um, I don't necessarily love having an international break right beforehand uh, going into that match but it is what it is and um, you know we've set ourselves up nicely let's dive into uh, into this game again another slow start we talk about it literally every pod Um, not you know not very intense but also just sort of letting Frostinone you know have the have the ball, have some more possession of the ball, and then looking to hit them on the counter. I think in terms of um of like big moments, there was Turam off of a corner, just just out of his reach. The ball bounced in front of him and he wasn't able to get to it. Uh we did have a potential penalty check with Mikitarian going down in the area that doesn't get um doesn't get called we did have Lautaro on a volley that Turati put it right over the bar, um, which was one of our best chances in in that first half, and probably should have put that away knowing the kind of form Lautaro is in, but uh, uh, Turati is able to make this a noted Inter fan. Um, Turati was able to make the a... Boy, will we not hear the end
1: of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. was all over social media. Everyone was really excited about it, um, as if it was a story of this game, but... It really didn't have anything to do with it.
1: As, as if players who, could be, who are fans of a club are not professionals. If that's the case, Berardi would never score against us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, there's plenty of examples of that around the league. So we will leave it at that. Uh, again, just not looking the sharpest in, uh, in the final third. Creating chances, but not looking as clinical as we typically do. And then, of course, in the, um, in the 43rd minute, DiMarco. Mikitarian gets credit for the assist, which was basically he passed it to DiMarco on the like 50, 53 yards away from net. Uh, I think the XG was uh, expected to be point zero 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 five on that. Some people want to debate whether or not uh, he meant to do that or whether it was a mishit cross. Either way,
1: Turati is caught uh, sleeping a we little can put, bit. We can put that to rest already. Yeah. Did Marco's already come out and say that he said he intended to shoot that, that he looked up. He saw the keeper off his line. He saw Dumfries was not, not where he thought he would you know be to, to deliver across to him. So he took a shot. He, he, did, he did say though, that if he, if he missed, he would have never heard the end of it. But, you know, fortunately it went in. So we now know it was 100% intended.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I think immediately everyone is like, Oh, goal of the season, goal of the season. Um, What do you think about when it comes to like goal of the season? Are you more interested in like long range? Because they typically like long range, long range strikes or something really acrobatic usually gets those goals. It's less, there's less of an emphasis on like, you know, great team play and then an amazing finish. It's more so just the wild stuff that you never see. Is that a candidate or a goal of the season for you? Um, So I guess so far it's got to be, but is that one that you would put as the goal of the season?
1: For me, it's it's for me it's easily setting a goal of the season. I don't think anything is gonna top that. Um it would have to be like a, a curler from that range, you know, for it to be for it to top it, in my opinion. I mean, the accuracy, the power that he put behind it was just enough where if he hit it a little bit harder, it likely hits the crossbar and doesn't go in. If he hit it and it'd be softer, it's an easy catch for you know for Turari and I mean, it was just perfect placement. It really was. I mean, I don't think you're going to top that. I love long-range shots. I love guys who can rip shots from, well, typically 30, 35 yards out. This was obviously like 53. So, yeah, no, easily goal of the season.
0: Yeah, it had the perfect loft on it and the right speed um, for Turati not to be able to get there really was – an incredible strike from a player that we know has that in his locker. I know uh you know Nima says that it's the best left foot in Europe. I think Carlo uh these are both of the of the Italian Football Podcast by the way. Uh shout out to those guys. Carlo says that um you know compares him to David Beckham and uh you know he gets a lot of heat from from Milanisti and other fans around the league for thinking that he's an average player, but the guy clearly has the ability to do to pull out some really special stuff when we need it. And I think that we needed that goal going into, into the second half. You know, After not having our, our best first half and after being a little, um, I guess, unclinical in front of net, it was nice to be able to take that advantage into halftime um, where we come out and we start flying, really getting after it. Duram gets the ball in the area dinks one defender dinks the other defend- defender just completely turns around uh, a couple Frosinone defenders I think Oyono and I forget exactly who the other one was it might have been uh, Okoli um, and uh, yeah is able to win the penalty kick and then Hakan converts to become the all time leading Turkish goal scorer in Serie A with 37 goals um, so really really happy for him he's having uh, an absolutely amazing season
1: yeah shout out shout out hakan i mean it's funny i used to get nervous when anyone other than lukaku was taking the penalties um but now he's really i mean obviously he's been what made 11 straight for us so he's obviously made things a lot more comfortable there happy for him to set that record obviously he's a deserving player um so instrumental today with the way he was passing really all over the pitch so yeah to have him be able to get on the score sheet, I think was very deserved. I, I want him to score one of his long range screamers soon. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, we've
0: we've done a good job of um, being tricky enough in the area to win those penalties. So you know, he's having, I think, one of the best goal scoring seasons of his career so far. And also the other thing to take into account is that uh, his run up towards the penalty is so consistent every time. Like I think in baseball, they talk about Garrett Cole. He has such like consistent mechanics and Hakan's mechanics on those penalty kicks. Like they never, ever change, but he can put it either way of the keeper. He doesn't need to be you know he doesn't need to change anything about his run up in order to to fool the keeper. It's just the same thing every single time, and then he chooses where to put it. So um, he has an amazing technique on those penalties, and and uh, I agree with you. It's been it feels good when he's up there, which is a feeling that we haven't always had if if Lukaku wasn't the um, the PK taker. Uh, let me ask you a quick aside question: Your favorite Turkish Inter player of all time?
1: Hmm. I mean, there's only really two that I got to to really enjoy. Yeah, you know, between I only, Emre and Hakan.
0: Yeah, I was uh, between those two for me. We had Okan Buruk. We had Chanar Erkin, who barely played. But
1: well, Chanar Erkin, now you can't you can't. Say, I don't think he, I don't think he ever. I forgot he was. I don't. He never played a league game. He played only friendlies, and then he was gone before the season. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he's probably not a lot of people's favorites, but uh, yeah, it's basically and, between I mean, Emre and, it, and Hakan.
1: No, it's Hakan. It's Hakan. I, I liked Emre. I mean, he was... <laughs> I loved Emre. He was a, he was a, a, good a starting player. midfielder for us. Yeah, he was. And, you know, he was big for us. Uh, when I was, you know, growing up and starting to really follow Inted was, he was on the team along with guys like, you know, Kili Gonzalez and obviously, you know, the, the, big, the big hitters up front with Crespo, Ronaldo, Adriano, Vieri. i mean, Vieri was like the first player like I really like. Well, he's the first Inter kid I ever got, but but yeah, no, I, I got to give it to Hakan. Yeah, in terms of Turkish players at Inter, I mean, sorry Emre, no no disrespect. Um, I remember remember him and Andy Van yeah. together.
0: Yeah, I actually really like, <sighs> Emre was for me is underrated. Um, for his time as a midfielder, I thought like Agreed. he scored some. No, I agree. But, was it the game against Lazio that he scored that beautiful like chipped? Like lofted, Kukio goal. I forget exactly who we were was playing. Was it Lazio? But I know
1: he did it. I don't remember if it was Lazio though.
0: Yeah, he. Um, he might be right. He had yeah, some to look that up. some really good performances for us, and he also wore the number five. And he was short, like kind of like Sensi uh, on the pitch today. So. Right before, yeah, he was the five before uh, Stankovic took it over. Yeah, yeah. So shout out Emre as we throw our uh, our flowers towards Hakka. <laughs> Um, okay. The second half continues to go on. DiMarco puts in a beautiful ball. I thought DiMarco early on, not the best decision-making, uh, in the final third with his passing and his crossing, like really, yeah, I was thinking about it throughout the game. Like, am I really going to come on and criticize DiMarco? But you know, he wasn't, uh, outside of the wonder goal. And then in the second half, he really did improve. He, He put in some beautiful balls, but again, sort of the stuff that we've been talking about with DiMarco about, you know, just being really inconsistent with this crossing, showed itself early on. But anyway, he puts in a beautiful ball for Domfries and not sure uh, what exactly Domfries was looking to do there. If he was looking to bat it into the ground towards Thuram, he messed up that technique. Success. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he put it out of reach. Like, Thuram had to, you know, he wasn't in a great position. No, um, I'm surprised he didn't try to just put that on goal himself, <laughs> but... It is what it is. Yeah, I, I mean that's that was the move to do in that situation, like beat it into the ground towards net and see what happens. Force Durati to make a save, but anyway, um, that's one of the chances that we have. I think Frosinone, um, Sule might have. Oh no, Kedira hit um, hit the post in the 57th minute, just out of reach of Sommer. Although I think that he he might have had an idea that it was going wide. Um, Sommer had a couple good saves today and, and we'll get into the, uh, the player highlights. Uh, DiMarco crosses in for Barella just out of reach and almost, you know, a really, really beautiful ball. Um, it was on the ground, I believe if I'm remembering it correctly, uh, sort of a, yeah. a pass between the lines of through ball. Um, and then uh, we go close to a third as Arnatovic, uh offloads it to, uh, to Barella who just, can't get himself on the score sheet i thought this was going to be the game i tweeted it before the game um that i thought he was going to get in uh lautado misses one late on and um and that's the game so several good chances for inter overall a really mature victory that um no one's going to be unhappy about and we can go ahead and and get into Mm -hmm. discussing some of these player performances johnny where do you want to start uh, defense, midfields, forwards, who deserves our, our first shout out of the game here, of the post game.
1: Uh, first shout out has to go to Marcus Duram. Yeah. Who I would say has been the signing of the season in all of Europe, not just Serie A. To get that player on a free, technically not, but you know what I mean. Um, the way he has had an impact on this team, His dribbling, his pace, his passing, his unselfishness. He's been unbelievable, like a real revelation. And to anyone who thinks that Lukaku should still be here, you're insane. Because we would not be in the position we're in without Marcus Turam. We would not be getting the opportunities we get without Marcus Turam. We would not be getting the penalties we've gotten without Marcus Turam. He is unbelievable. I knew he was good. I did not realize how good of a player he is and how much of an impact that he can have, not just in the attacking third, but also in the build-up leading up to it and his his ability to create chances, find players in open space, dribble in space, dribble in tight spaces. I mean, he is just <clears throat> unbelievable. Yeah. I- and <clears throat> what he did leading up to the goal, sorry, uh, no, no. but like what he did, not even like the foul, but like just what he did in the, on the side of the 18 and then what he did inside the box, phew, People saying it's not a penalty, bro, open your eyes. If anybody else does that, I don't care. You know, like I can't even think of really if, if Cavada does that penalty, if if Chiesa does that penalty, Leo, penalty, it is a penalty no matter who you are. Like, it's just the saltiness and the in and, and the tears. And my goodness, they taste delicious right now. But like you need to be objective. Not see it just because you're Juventino, it's 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 inter Milan again whatever you whatever you root for, that's a penalty.
0: If you're yeah, simple, if you're like, gonna disallow Lecce's goal against Milan because there was incidental contact with his foot stepping on Chow, like which was insane. I'm not talking about referees because after what we saw this weekend and given that we're playing Juventus after the break, um yeah, I'm not I'm not going down that that rabbit hole because it's going to infuriate me. But regardless, as far as Turam, this is a player who everybody thought that, you know, he was a pretty good player, but I think it's also a classic case of playing in a certain team and playing with really good players and playing in a certain system that suits your strengths uh strengths really helps you to um evolve and and become the player that uh, you're supposed to be, and really highlight all of uh all of your strengths. And Turam has been great, but it's also uh you know a matter of fact that he's playing in a system that really allows him to to get space and play off of a, a player such as Lautaro. Um, I think the other the other huge impact that he has for us is that he's so difficult to like dispossess, like. He controls the ball, and then once he has it at his feet, it's not easy to take it off of him, and he's also a really willing dribbler. Like, he he's willing to take you on. I think he has a great sense for – there are some players who, once they get the ball, they just want to run at you, um, but he doesn't have that – Like when he starts on these runs and when he starts dribbling, it's always at the right time where we could use, you know, someone beating our man and breaking the line that way, as opposed to like finding our way through passing. So um, yeah. Yeah. Big, big game from him today. Uh, Again, another one of the games where he impacts it so greatly without having to get on the score sheet. Um, Lautaro, he didn't really get, Many opportunities today, um, outside of the volley in the first half and then towards the end of the second half with a ball that he really should have squared towards Arnatovich, if, if we're being honest. He worked really, really hard defensively. Um, but yeah, I don't mind that we're, we're getting wins without our, our strikers being the people that are elevating us to these wins. Like that's, that's a sign of a really good team. Um, and for me, Lautaro was was solid today, but uh, not much more outside of that. I do wish he would have done the captain's thing and laid it off for Anthevich to get his first goal back in uh, Inter colors, but it is what it is. Won't uh, won't kill him for that.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, I'm not gonna say sit here and really nitpick at it. Obviously, I wish he would have maybe done a little bit more uh, in the second half. It almost felt like he kind of faded towards the end of that that game uh, towards the end of the game um obviously missed a clear cut opportunity which with the way he's been performing this season uh you would have expected him to bury that but you know what i'd rather him drop this against frosinone than bring have the same thing type of type of thing happen against Juve or, or napoli so yeah. i'm okay with it listen he's he's what he's doing is is unprecedented for us and, and you know he is a leader so i'm sure he'll bounce right back and and we're playing Juve, so I, I'm sure he's gonna have uh, another uh you know, little chip on his shoulder to to, to score against them and, and be able to uh not to not put demons behind, but I think just kinda show that we are this is our league this year. Which I'm I'm I'm, I'm confident in.
0: Yeah, we just, you know, we ask a lot of Lautaro. He's constantly we do playing, you know, what? even on games where he can't get a full 90s rest, right? He's just been playing over and over again. And I, you know, again, this international break always scares me because our players are also important pieces for their national teams. And Lautaro is one of those players. So let's see, you know, just how many more minutes get on the legs. But he put in a hell of a shift today. Uh, let's switch over to the wingbacks. Um, let's talk about do So just not terribly involved today. I think we were really, really, um, attacking down the left-hand side of the pitch today, but I also think partly the reason that he wasn't that involved is because he's, he's coming off of a game that he missed, uh, due to fatigue. So he probably has something and you can tell, like, even with the way that he was subbed off, like he, he just looked kind of exhausted. Um, he's been playing a lot for us, and especially with Cuadrado not being able to um, to be with the team because of injury, and, you know, uh, now that Pavard's out, he's going to continue to have to play a lot of minutes. Um, so I'm happy that, you know, he came off in the uh, in the second half, but not much to say about his performance outside of, uh, you know, not putting it on goal, not putting DeMarco's cross on goal and and sort of messing up his technique there. Solid performance, five five 5.56 for me, for uh, Denzel.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a fair fair assessment and rating it for him. Uh, I would agree with everything you said, so yeah, there's nothing really else to add on to that. Another player who is going to be a factor for his national team that we're
0: going to be missing. Uh, Federico Di Marco. Again, um, there, I know what he did with the goal, and I know um his passing in the second half was improved so uh a good performance today a really good performance today a world class goal i do do hope for a little bit more consistency um with his crossing again like we had some really good opportunity we played almost exclusively down his side it was really like that was that was the majority of the game was taking place down his side. So he's doing a really good job of getting open and, you know, controlling the balls that are played towards him. Um, and he's doing a good job of getting to the byline line and, and putting himself in situations to deliver crosses. It's just, uh, you know, before the goal, it wasn't it wasn't coming off. But credit to him for sticking with it and um and finishing out the game as as if not man of the
1: match, one of Inter's better performers today. Yeah, this is one of his best performances in a while. Um I think his passing was off the last few games, crossing was terrible. Um this time he looked a little more sharp, a little more crisp, and like Nima has coined him, you know, his left foot is a cheat code. So when he's on, it's uh it's a beautiful thing to see. Um still had some mental errors, like you like you said. Uh, but um but we're seeing Hopefully this is the start I should say hopefully this is the start of him improving throughout the rest of the season uh, and continue to to grow and maybe get some more more uh, defensive aspects added to his game yeah, um,
0: as far as the other wingbacks, Augusto comes on, and um, by the time that he gets on the pitch because Donfri said come out and Darmian had moved into the right wing back position let's let 's touch on Darmian first before we talk about Carlos. Uh, amazing. I mean, the guy just doesn't put a foot wrong. He is everything that this team needs him to be, constantly, week in and week out. He's everything that we need him to be. And also, if you notice, when DiMarco came out the game and um, and uh, Carlos came on and Denzel came out the game, Darmian, we started really playing down the right-hand side of the pitch, um, and Darmian was doing a much better job of getting involved high up the pitch and getting involved in the, um, in the playmaking. So, yeah, I think Joe, uh, who's been on our podcast, Average Joe, um, tweeted that he should be more involved with the Italy setup. Um, personally, I know again, we've we've mentioned Nima a few times here, but Nima thinks he's De Lorenzo is the best right back that uh that Italy has. Um, I think Darmian can do everything that he does, if not more. So I wouldn't be opposed to him making an impact for Italy's national team because I am italian and that's the team that i support so i'd be happy to see Darmian continue to get some uh, or get some more minutes for the national team but he's just become such a a crucial veteran uh, for club and country indispensable part of this squad
1: selfishly i'm going to disagree with you there only because i want to be focused on the club i don't really care about the country as much as i used to uh club has always come first for me um as much as i love the italian national team it's uh, it's not the same to me as when i was growing up and when you have a player of Darmian's age you want him to be fresh for your club games you know uh <clears throat> if he were to play in these qualifiers what's the, is he going to play in europe the the euros probably not is he going to be on the team for the world cup definitely not so it's like why why include him that's that's my mindset i want him to just just stay with inter um you know, if he was twenty-five, sure we could have that conversation. And I obviously I would want him on the team. You know, DiMarco Bastoni, Barella, Fratesi, those guys could go play for the national team. Um, it's time to to hand the reins off from the old guard and uh and move forward in my opinion. But I I I'm not saying he's not deserving talent wise. I just I just don't don't see the point. Okay. Um
0: yeah, I mean I think he can do a job for the national team if if we need him, but um yeah, I guess in terms of keeping him fresh, that's that's a good point. Uh and then Carlos comes on. Again, he didn't see some so he didn't see much action on his side of the pitch, but I do think uh Sule was not as uh influential in Frosinone's attack as the game went on and and Carlos did a good job um, you know, keeping both Oyono and Sule uh not effective and that's that's the side that Frosinone wants to attack down so solid performance from from Carlos off the bench uh in terms of the midfield Alanoglou was perfect today um was perfect he was the perfect outlet for us uh in terms of building up the play from deep he had a, several balls today that he played over the top that were perfect rainbow passes um just perfectly into space he converts the penalty um just you know another 80 minutes of of Chalanoglu, Chal- Chalanoglu uh, masterclass which we've been seeing a lot of this season i think he's definitely obviously Lautaro is getting a lot of the the plaudits because of his goal tally but i think Chalanoglu is up there if not right behind Lauti, for mvp of this team this season um for me he was the the
1: standout midfielder uh today Definitely the standout midfielder um yeah he was a, he was phenomenal his ability to, to ping balls across the pitch was just beautiful to watch. It it really is like an art form. Um, I'm going to disagree with you, though, of course, on 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 the MVP of the team. It, I mean, behind Lauti, it is definitely Lauti, but you got to give it to Jan Sommer. I think that he's just been so instrumental in our success and, and saves that he makes. The amount of clean sheets that he's keeping for us, I mean, I love him. <laughs> I love this guy, and, mm-hmm. and I think if you put... As much as I wanted to see, you know, a little bit of me wanted to see Filip Stankovic take over, um, I think we would not be in the position we're in with a young goalkeeper. Or even if we got somebody else from from a, you know, whether it would have been, I can't even think of who else it could have been besides Vicario, but, you know, maybe with Kaneseki or someone else, it, it may not have been his poise and his, uh, his understanding and read of the game. I think it's something that you have when you've played as much as he has. And you've played at the level he has for, for such a long time. So um to me, Jon Sommer is uh is the the guy right behind him. And then it's really a coin flip between Turam and, and Chalonoglu for for maybe third uh most valuable player. But uh listen, Hakan is is it's it's not really any any disrespect towards him. I just I, I love great goalkeeping. I feel like that's such an underappreciated position. Uh and I mean, Italy and Serie A in general have been blessed with, with so many great keepers to now have another guy uh, who's probably going to take the reins as, as the best goalkeeper of the season, which that wouldn't that be something, you know, we we get to be this guy uh, as really like a last ditch effort. And then he comes in and he becomes the best keeper in Serie A, which ironically enough, people were laughing at me when I said at the beginning of the year that right now he's the second best goalkeeper behind Manyan. And if you look at the numbers, he's the best. So anyway. Yeah. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Uh Somer was huge today. We'll shift over to uh to the goalkeeper here. So um had to make some some good saves today. I don't think any of them were particularly spectacular. I think they're they were all like, you know, really solid saves. But what impressed me the most from him is that a game in and game out, his distribution is getting really, really good. Um, his timing on, you know, when to play the long balls is really, really good. And even when they don't come off for Inter, um, even when we don't corral those long balls, it just feels like he times it, uh, to get us out of danger a lot. And, um, yeah, I've been really impressed with, uh, with that part of his game. That was not the part of his game that I was particularly familiar with. And I think that, you know, he's taken that to the next level this year so amazing game out of out of Jan. Um as far as the other midfielders go, you know, solid performance from Barella. He's not he's not Barella with a capital B uh just yet, still working his <laughs> way into uh into the match and I thought Mkhitaryan was solid. Obviously, he's going to have the mm-hmm. uh the assist at the at the um at the box score at the end of the game, but uh yeah, it, it, there wasn't there wasn't much to talk about the midfielders today outside of Haakon. Um, Neither one of them really, you know, broke open the game. This was more of a, a Di Marco and a, and a Turam game for us in terms of being able to create opportunities. I think, you know, Mickey made better decisions in and around the box than he typically does. There wasn't any egregious giveaways. Um, and same can be said for, for Barella. I think, uh, you know. People need to start getting on the end of those crosses that he's he's whipping in because they're still really good balls, and I think last year we were putting those away, and for some reason this year um we haven't been so uh good performance from um from the midfield today, and then we'll we'll talk about the subs in a little bit as well
1: yeah, I mean don't love don't love Mickey starts again, but i uh there was a few times where I thought his decision making was a little slow opportunities to shoot he didn't do anything but whatever he's gonna keep starting no matter what so no point in uh no point in complaining
0: yeah fratezi wasn't that great either when he came on and well i mean we talked about this already like he don't even notice him anymore to be honest but yeah yeah like he you know he's better when we come when he comes on and we're really chasing a game. you notice him more when we're chasing a game um or we're really trying to put the game away because uh, you know, he does break into the final third and when we're building up from the back, that's really valuable, but he just, he's not involved in the buildup. He's not involved in the buildup. The one time this year I really saw him do well in that respect was when he came on for his cameo against Milan um, where he did, he did lay the ball off a few times uh, and really helped us build up from the back. But I didn't, I didn't really notice him today. I thought he had the opportunity to break in to score a third for us when Arnautovic had the backheel that just almost came off, um, but not much from Fratezi. And then, of course, Stefano Sensi uh, comes on very safe, nothing out of, uh, you know, out of this world from him. And Sometimes in his cameos you're you have that thought of like man can can we see Stefano from the start but uh no at least we know he's alive and I was happy to see him uh I was happy <laughs> to
1: see him on the pitch today Yeah definitely happy to see him on the pitch um I feel like he's such a such a unique midfielder and he has so much talent and skill it's a shame that he can't stay fit in order to just really show the world what he's capable of but look he's um I'm glad he got on. I'm hoping that we see more of him because I think that he could really be an integral part of the midfield. I mean, you could call me crazy, but the guy's legit. He really is. And I think if we can get him integrated, comfortable, and maybe uh, see Inzaghi lean on him a little bit, who knows what can happen. So yeah, Uh, happy with his cameo. I wish we could have seen a little bit more, maybe a little bit sooner. But you know what? Happy nonetheless.
0: Yeah. It's not it's not crazy to say that he is maybe the third most talented midfielder um that we have like on his day on his day more talented than Fratezi. on his day more talented than Mikitadian on his day more talented than and on his day more talented than Aslani that's just the reality right it's just that he doesn't play so people um disrespect what he's able to do when he's on the pitch so it was nice to see him and let's see maybe he uh maybe he can be a factor for us I, I will never complain about depth uh because we definitely definitely need it um one more thing you know we mentioned Arnatovich, but we didn't really talk about him really good to see him today uh we needed him um kind of tired of Alexis a little bit and uh <laughs> want to see yeah. more of Arnatovich. and I thought he did well today he wasn't used very often and we didn't we didn't go to him very often but when we did he held up the ball well well you know he played to the the nearest man like he didn't make any mistakes he was trying some things in the final third and listen it's a guy that's been out for four or five weeks so you can't expect him to come on and just you know turn it on like that but I'm happy that he got some minutes for us um and hopefully he's not overused during the international break, because obviously he's coming back from injury, but uh yeah, really happy to see him being the option coming off the bench as opposed to the lion, Alexis Sanchez
1: more more like a more like a, a kitten than a lion lately, but it's uh yeah, really nice to see Arnatovich come back. Uh, he looked good, he looked like he was moving fine, didn't really look there was anything holding him back. The creativity has always been there with him. He had a nice layoff that was just out of reach for Fratesi and had a few good passes, even with Barella and Lataro. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I think if he can get, get going, get comfortable, I think he'll be a huge impact for this team, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he can do.
0: Yeah. As far as the back three is concerned, we we touched on Darmian. Acerbi I thought was really good in that first half. Um timing his tackles really well and getting involved in the final third. He actually, you know, ran up and um got involved in a couple actions uh in the box or, or near the box. Um I thought Acerbi played well today. Bastoni Frosinone was most dangerous down his side of the pitch uh it's tough to say whether or not that was because he wasn't playing them you know sule is a tough customer to begin with but maybe if he it's tough to say whether it's bastoni not playing the position the way that he should have been or whether that's the side that Frosinone likes to do damage from so you know you had to expect them to be dangerous um down his side but offensively wasn't too involved again Solid performance from Bastoni. Nothing to really criticize. Nothing to really praise. Um, straightforward, right down the middle, you know, six and a half or seven uh for me when it comes to Bastoni.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing with him. Just defensively, I feel like he is a liability, and I feel like people are gonna continue to exploit it. But hopefully his his other backline mates continue to cover him because yeah, he's just not. Not the most impressive player defensively lately. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd say yes. I'd give him like a six, maybe five and a half for today. And the other two completely agree with you. On, I think Damian and Echad we were both class today, both making last-ditch tackles, last-second tackles, and um, just being a massive, massive asset to them. You know, uh, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, and the last the last guy to talk about here is uh, one of our favorites of the season. Stefan De Vrij comes in uh, for Denzel um, and sees out the game the way that we need him to. He, I think, he's having fun out there, man. He he was getting involved offensively. Uh, I think he had one like flick and you know a little like rainbow pass over one of the Frosinone players. Um, he's just been he's been really good this season. I'm I'm having fun watching him do what he does out there because he's such a a bully, so difficult to get around, but it was fun seeing him actually in the opposition half getting involved in some offensive moves for us which, you know, is not a typical part of his game. So, um, solid cameo from the Dutchman. Uh, we've been rotating and using a lot more of our defenders than we did last year, but so it's been an in- interesting to see. Um, and happy that he was able to get some minutes to help us close the uh the game out at right center back also, which was is-
1: a new wrinkle to his game. Yeah, listen, uh, I think he's been one of the top defensive performers in Serie A, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, I think he really has just loads of talent. He's showing that he can still be at his best, and by best, I mean when he won best defender in Serie A. And the guy is just such a calming presence, good on the ball, good at reading the game. We said this last week, you know, like it's just – it's so impressive what he's able to do and how he's able to do it. Um I would like to see him really be the regular starter. I honestly would rather see I at left center back. Um Devrai and Darmian going forward. I just think Bastoni needs a few games off because I'm not liking what I'm seeing. I'm really not. And uh I think this Devrai is deserving to be the everyday center center back starter.
0: Yeah, it's going to be tough to pull Bastoni with, you know, his history of being such a a top performer for us, but, you know, he's in a little down period and um, we do have the cover, it seems, you know, with Bisek being able to play or, you know, starting his career at left left center back. Um, So we'll see. Uh, We'll see if that becomes something that Inzaghi wants to switch up, but I doubt it (laughs) knowing Simone and knowing, uh, you know what what alessandro is capable of of putting out there so inter gets to win any comments on uh, inzaghi and his substitutions he had a beautiful scorpion kick today he seems to be wanting to get involved in the play a little bit and uh how do you think he managed today's game his substitutions his
1: approach i thought he killed it yeah no i would agree with you um you know, even that touch on that scorpion kick, fantastic. I think he would have been able to put a top corner uh had he been on the pitch. It was just just pure class from him. Uh, but no, getting the lineup and, and the substitutions, even doing it at the right times to when you can kind of wanted to see out the game and not allow them to Frosinone, I mean, to, to be able to build any confidence and sneak back in. Uh he timed everything beautifully with that. And I think he he got the tactics right today. So I mean, I'm loving the maturity we're seeing from not just the squad, but even Simone week in and week out, we're finally seeing a, a guy who, you know, maybe I you know, I gave an email a hard time, but maybe he was right. This guy might be the next Italian super coach. And um, I'm hoping that uh, he's able to get that, that second star for us to really cement his status uh, as that.
0: It would be good for us if he became the next super coach, for sure. So um, let's we'll see how it shakes out. But he's obviously having a really dominant start to the season. I'm really proud of the team for – you know, heading into the last international break, they were coming off losing a two-goal lead to Bologna, and then of course you have a break where you're away from your team. You know, guys uh, flying all over, and then coming back with a crucial, a crucial run of games. It's not like we played, um, you know, the best possible teams we could have played, but we played, we played games where we needed to pick up those three points. And during this this period in between the international breaks. Not only do we win every game, but we secure qualifications to the next round of the Champions League. We secure qualifications to the Club World Cup, which puts us uh, puts some money in our um, in our coffers. Uh, we extend a lead at the top of of Serie A, or regain and then extend the lead at the top of Serie A. And uh, it's been a good it's been a good stretch for us. And now we're heading into. Juventus, Napoli, Benfica, uh, eventually playing Sociedad, Lazio is coming up. So things are going to continue to get more difficult. But this was a really, really crucial stretch for us to get maximum points. And they got it done. And I'm proud of what we just witnessed in uh, in the month of October.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I echo that sentiment for sure, um, especially given, you know, what we've been like in the past and how we've... Uh, Typically, these aren't games that we tend to get three maximum points from. So to, to, to see the maturity level and the way that we're able to see out these matches is massive. And I'm, I'm very, very happy. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see where this goes. And I'm hoping it continues to, to stay this course.
0: So, Johnny, uh, when will the listeners be uh, linking up with us next? What's next on the docket?
1: We're going to have an inter-Yuve preview match. We're gonna get some some, Weenies to come on talk about it, see uh, see just how greatly we disagree on things. Which, based on my interactions on Twitter today, I'm, I'm sure it's 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 gonna go great. You were it's gonna be... you
0: went fishing today, my guy. I saw you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were
0: dropping that bait in the water, and they they took it. They they took just it.
1: take it. It's so easy. It really is. It's 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 easy, and most of them. Most of the ones that I did interact with, they know me, and they still took the bait. Like it's, it's just funny. It, it is funny to me, just how easy it is to trigger them. But yeah, no, I'm. Uh, we're, we definitely want to do that. You know, get. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get either guys from the AJC, uh, Nicholas Calcho, and, and the average Chiesa enjoyer. Uh, we'll see. You know, uh, maybe we'll. No, I don't know if we should put. Mm, should we put out a poll?
0: for uh,
1: see see who they want to hear or do we just pick
0: let's just pick and let's put out a poll for if they want um what fans want to listen to during the international break if they want us to do an episode on um maybe some winter transfer targets uh some of these rumors have been really interesting recently this Bergvall kid uh, Sasha Bowie. Um, yo,
1: Berg, that Bergwall kid. Yeah, there's been rumors in about this, Alex in this system.
0: Yeah, he's nasty, and he's only seventeen. Um, but he's built like he's bigger than Sensi. So he, he
1: he's a man. Yeah, he's a man. He's, he's a, not a seventeen. He's he's yeah. He's a man. And like he could he could be on the team, and not like a Dei or something. Like you know, this guy looks looks good. Real good. And
0: there's also rumors that Alexis could be on his way out to Saudi Arabia, which obviously would open up a spot for us to bring in a a striker. So if you guys want to hear some some thoughts there, I think um, that could be a fun episode too. We're open for suggestions. All right. Time to wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's do that.
0: All right. In the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi. Forza ragazzi Raga, 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 Raga.